Hello and welcome back. I'm Nick Boddington and again with me is Matt Rubus. Hello, Matt. Hello there, Nick Boddington. You okay? I'm very well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Episode 28, Facebook Ad Basics. Welcome to our mini-series. We are going to host five shorter episodes where we discuss the fundamental basics of running Facebook ads, broken down into nice, easy mini-episodes. This is part four, creating your ads, what to optimize for, and when to use dynamic creative. Good morning, Matt. Hi, yeah. How are you? All right, thank you. Yeah. Um, the weather shining where you are. No. The weather. The weather Rain this morning. The sun shining. It's sunny here now. Is it? Oh, well, I've had rain this morning, most of it. Yeah. It's not very nice. Though. I know it's not very nice at all. Um, so, obviously, we've this is our fourth little mini mini series of how to get your Facebook ads working. Our last one was based on creating the audiences lookalikes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This one now we're going to look at the next stage. So we created our audience. So we're going to look at the creating the ads, or what should I say? how to optimize and what to optimize for, then creating the ads, and then on the last ad page, why and when to use dynamic creative. Yeah, We can talk about carousels, things like that. So optimizing, we have a lot of discussions about optimizing at the moment, and iOS 14, as of today, because we're filming this particular episode on the 28th of April, it has all kicked in and it is now done. Ads managers changed a little bit. If anyone who's listening to this has only just started Facebook ads, ignore everything you're going to hear in the night and the next one minute because it won't make any difference to your life because you won't know any different. You're obviously you're actually in like a better position if you've not done ads before because you've got nothing to compare to. Exactly. So yeah, you're in a good place to be honest, and just ignore any iOS 14 stuff apart from prepping for iOS 14. Yeah. Yes. So. Optimizing, we we're getting a lot of people at the moment talking about traffic, aren't we? And there are times to use traffic, but really we're all about using the conversion optimization. Um, mm-hmm. I think we can very very briefly, as we're talking about this, go on to maybe if we swing on it. But I think what we need to, because we don't have very much time, and we want to get the people who listen to this ads working well, I think we need to just stick to how we would build an ad using conversions. You agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, if you are going to use traffic, though, at least optimize for landing page views. But apart from that, yeah, we use conversions. We we use what we want the person to do that's going to see the ad. Yeah. So traffic wise, I mean, we're setting up an ad as we speak, or one of someone in the team is, and traffic is being used to send people to a landing page only because we're then building an audience of people who are going to the landing page and then retargeting them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would never use traffic to try and get someone to do something. Um, exactly. The example we've got is that van company, uh, that, that van competition that we did a couple of months ago. They gave us a very large budget. We had half the budget for optimization, optimizing for ticket purchases, and the other half was for traffic. Um, we said to the client, look, I don't think you're going to get much out of the traffic. And they didn't. So they were t- selling ticket sales. The first sale of a ticket was free and people were buying, buying, you know, signing up and buying tickets. Then we changed the KPI to traffic for the client because like, under the client's orders, we had 4,600 people go to the same page. Everything was the same. The ad was the same. Everything was the same. And not one person purchased. 
which just shows you that the intent just isn't there. And I think, Matt, you'll agree, three years ago, you could use traffic. The algorithm wasn't as strong as it is now. It wasn't working like it is now. And people, there were purchases coming through in in a traffic optimization. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't really happen now, does it? No. No, it doesn't. It's got so robust that you can just go in with that conversion. Um, Another little scenario where we've used traffic recently is by like it's like a kind of like a new a new website um and the thing that we're asking people to opt into is quite an expensive thing so to go cold on that you know we're talking like 500 quid go to a cold audience and get them to like commit to that is quite quite a big ask so what we're trying is getting somebody onto the website that's not an opt-in or anything but it's got it's got a calculator on it that is like interactive so they can kind of like work out what it is that they're um, how much money they can save by being part of this travel club. And then um, from there, we can retarget those people with the, the more direct call to action. Mm. Um, and then hopefully from that, we would see that our conversion will be better because they're a little bit warmer than going in cold. Yeah. For that audience. But, you know, it's a case of always trying both though, because some people will just be ready, won't they, from cold. So I yeah. think it's a case of, of trying both. Yeah. So in regards to setting up an ad then, you've got your, you've got everything ready. Let's say you've got your text ready, you've got your headlines, you know what you're going to write because we're not going to, this is, we're kind of trying to keep this short. So we're not going to go into how you this do it. a copywriting so, masterclass. Yeah, we'll do that another time. No. <laughs> you've got your photograph or your image or you've got your video or you've got your number of five images. So you, we're going to, we're going to go on to creating an ad and you're going to choose the conversion optimization tick, um, tab and you're going to click that little button. And then you're going to go down and you're going to label and name your ad. Also, I would say at this stage, Matt, would you would you switch on to com- uh, optimization for campaign CBO? Makes no difference, really, does it? No, I, I think some audiences. The, yeah, I just think the main thing to consider when using CBO is try and get your audience sizes similar because otherwise Facebook will just automatically put budget into the bigger audience to get to get that the traction yeah. going. So yeah, try and get your audience similar, or if not, use um, use um, ad set um, budgets. But it, ideally, as a starting point, just use CBO and try and get your audiences similar size. Yeah, it's easier just to so, start right. So CBO five to ten pounds per audience. So what we mean by that, if you're going to do four audiences, is twenty to thirty quid or thirty five quid. You know, go with your budget. As a minimum, it's five pounds per audience. So if you're going to use four, test four audiences minimum you know minimum of 20 pounds a day more the merrier um you've started matt started using like 10 pounds per audience but you can still get away with five um so you've gone through and now you're in your ad set page this is where you choose your audiences so um let's you, you choose your audiences it's pretty basic you can narrow it down or go broad in your selection boxes but obviously this isn't a video it's just a podcast so we're assuming that you have some knowledge on how these pages look um and we want to get through to that page and choose, yeah, you, your audiences. I would stay broad, like Matt said. I like the sort of million and a half. You know, if we're looking at UK, it's a million and a half per audience. It's a bit of testing, isn't it? Um, and try and get them the same. If you have one that suddenly comes out six million, narrow it down a bit and try and get it down to yeah. where the others are. I don't want to take this off too much, but I think audience size is going to be interesting at the moment because of iOS 14. So we might find that we have to go bigger now because there'll be a lot of people within that audience that will opt out of ads. 
we've seen the warnings this morning on that. We so. Yeah, we're going to need to start testing that a little bit more and go maybe even bigger now. Okay, so bear that in mind. Um, right, there is a on this page, which is your ad set page, there is a button called Dynamic Creative. Now, you need to switch that on. Now, when I'm teaching people and um, things like that, Matt, uh, you probably agree, this is the way I do it. I always switch on, even if I'm not going to do any dynamic creative. The reason for that is because it makes no difference whether it's on or off. But if mm. you decide that once you've built an ad and you've previewed it and you're running it for two weeks, and then you actually think, oh, actually, maybe I need to do a bit dynamic creative because you've had some ideas of new headlines, you can't go back in and edit your ad to switch dynamic creative on. There's a couple of things in an ad that you can't edit once it's gone live. Dynamic creative is one of them. So just switch it on, get into the habit of every ad you build, just switch on dynamic creative. If you want to use it, use it. If you don't, you don't. So you've switched it on, and now you're going to the next page, which is the ad page. Now, Matt's got his views on dynamic creative and when to use it, and I think the people who are listening to our podcast, a lot of them are sort of earlier people in Facebook ads, so I think this is what, you know, when Matt explains this, this is what you need to take into account about the budgets, but really, because we, we touched on budgets in the last episode, this one, you know, we're touching on budgets again. And do you want to go into into that of when to use dynamic creative? Yeah. So um I think there's like sort of two strands to it, like in terms of like a, a per, like personally, just like the way that you like to build an ad. Like, and you know, we've spoken about this before, haven't we? Where like I, in terms of like managing ads, I prefer to not use dynamic creative because I like to have that more of a flexibility to just toggle, toggle the ads on and off. Um because obviously once you've built a dynamic creative ad, it's kind of all in on that one ad. And then we shouldn't really be editing and like taking images out and changing it around once you start to get traction on it. So I don't, I like to have the flexibility when I don't use dynamic creative. However, um, I do think that when there's smaller budgets at play, so like the example that you've given on, on you know, five, 10 pounds a day, if, if that is where you're at right now, then I do think dynamic creative is the better way to go to start with. Um, and also, I think if you are doing a short-term campaign, so we're about to launch a campaign that's going to be getting people into a five-day challenge. So that has like a start and an end date, and we're doing a two-week prom promo up to that. I think that is a great scenario for dynamic creative because when you have a short window of time that you are running an ad for, you can't go in and change it anyway. You can't be going in and optimizing and doing this, that and the other, because especially now again with iOS 14, it takes like three days for it to re-optimize and kick in and stuff. So what you want to do is use dynamic creative if it's a short-term window and give Facebook loads of different options and just let it do its thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really, really, really good for that. So small budgets and short-term campaigns, dynamic creative, absolutely. Also, also work local local lead gen as well, because if you yeah. go into a small area. Absolutely, yeah, really good point. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, smaller area, you're gonna the same person's going to see your ads more often than not. Obviously, you can keep an eye on frequency, but it is a smaller audience. So therefore, you want to be offering them up different you know, different creatives so they don't get bored of seeing the same thing. Um, the only thing I think I would say on dynamic creative is still be mindful of 
giving Facebook too much on a really small budget. So say like your total daily budget is £10, right? And that's across one or two audiences, say. And then within that, you've given like five images and five videos because in Dynamic Creative, you can give Facebook up to 10 pieces of creative. Whilst it will let you do that, it's going to be very difficult for Facebook to use £10 to go out to all of those different pieces of creative and actually feed them out in a in in a way that's going to do justice for the campaign because Facebook needs like the breathing space, as you know. So I would just bear that in mind. It doesn't just because you've got the 10 options doesn't mean that you have to use all 10. And also it yeah. means that there's more that you have to like go into the breakdown and like look at what's working and what's not. So just start maybe a bit yeah. smaller. Do you have a sort of rule to thumb that you would use on that? Like £10, £20 a day, how many images you would use or video or whatever? You have sort of like something you sort of I, work to when you're building ads. Yeah, I I prefer to go like three to five on small budgets like that, um, and and even more so um, the kind of like copy is to I like to rather than do like you do five pieces of copy and like five headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you can also do that. I we'll always try to not fill that up too much as well on those smaller budgets and, and just go with like maybe just two like really clear different hooks rather than like just changing the way that the copy is formatted because it's really difficult yeah. to know like what what's actually resonated and what hasn't. But if you have a really different kind of pain point that you're talking to on the headline or the or the copy, then it makes it really easy to to identify what is resonating and what's not. Okay, yeah, really good point that match actually. Really good point on that budget with the diamond creative. Mm. I mean, these are the things as you're as you're talking about this, you know, I'm thinking about people who don't spend all their life in ads like we do. It's, it's, there's a lot, isn't there? There's a lot to get your ads right. I mean, yeah, there are some basic things that we go over on these podcasts of little strange changes, and you do see the changes, but it's amazing, especially with low budgets as you know, a lot of our clients don't have the low budgets that we, you know, you, we, our agency deals with, you know, price to deal with a larger budget. Um, yeah. But a lot of the consulting calls I'm on, you know, they're dealing different budgets. And it's the same things that we see. Low budgets create the same sort of problems. So you have to do a lot more testing. You're not getting data back. So, you know, in a way, try and start off with more budget to start off with. Throw a thousand pounds of budget in two weeks to get your testing yeah. process done quicker, more accurately. And then when you found an ad that's winning, you can lower your budget then and run on 10, 15 pounds a day, but you've spent more at the, at the beginning to test it all out, which I think is really yeah. important. So yeah. I think one of the things that from the questions I get from, you know, uh, people that I consult is the difference in dynamic creative, you know, is it small changes? Is it completely different? Um, you touched on then, you know, if you've got small budget, you use two bits of text or two headlines where you're actually going to try something different, which is fine because you really don't know. That you, you, uh, this is a perfect time to test what is resonating with your audiences. Um, yeah. When it comes to like multiple in images, you can put video and text in the same ad. It allows you to do that. Um, but things that I've tried are just literally having maybe the same image four times and just changing the copy 
uh, the color of the copy that's overlaying yeah. it. You know, my, red might stand out or we've done webinar things for clients where, you know, they had a blue background, a yellow background, a back, black background or whatever, and blue's one. So it's just literally, it's what stands out on the feed. It's what captures people's attention. Those are the sort of things you, but you don't need to go. I think people I can tell get very overwhelmed because it's consulting and not an agency. When it's an agency like us, we'll take on that sort of creative and do it for them sort of thing. When you're talking to someone who's a business owner, they get a bit overwhelmed with, oh, what? I've got to think, I'm not a creative designer. I don't know what to do. Mm. You don't necessarily need to come up with loads of different creatives. Just try different things in it, you know, put the price of the product or whatever in the bottom right-hand corner and make it bigger on some, small on the other. Just trying different things out. And Canva, which is what most people use nowadays, unless you're using a design company. I think even half the time the design companies use Canva. Um, yeah. It's really, really good and so simple to use, so isn't good. it? So, so simple to yeah. use. And there's templates on there as well. Like try and change up the templates so like you're not using what other people are using so you stand out. But um, yeah, really, really easy. And that is a good point. Like I think that people who are starting out with ads are overwhelmed by having to come up with all of this creative, but it doesn't need to be anything crazy. Um, yeah. And I think like in terms of like testing up different things, so, like you've said, like you could have just an image on its own. You could then have that same image or slightly different and have like a piece of text on it. I find that that's been working quite well with my clients is like, have a piece of text on there that's like the big headline, the big hook, um, to like draw people in. So they're a bit curious as to like what, what that says. Um, the 20% text rule is no longer a thing. So you used to only be able to have up to 20% text in images that they've dropped that now. Although they do still say that statistically too much text doesn't work as well. So maybe bear that in mind. Um, mm. You know, you, you can even in Facebook when you're creating the ads, you can create little slideshows and little videos and things like that. So you don't need to be thinking, oh, I need to outsource this to a really expensive creative agency because you really yeah. don't. And actually, a lot of our clients get good results from just keeping things simple. Yeah. If you're putting a bit... If you're putting something headliney that you've just said then working in the creative, and the reason we're sort of talking about this more is because we've sort of discussed the budget, we've discussed how to optimize, which is using conversion. And I, you know, I think for the next five minutes of this podcast, I think this is really interesting because I think this is what really people get struggle on. And it is basically what is going to stand out in the algorithm in, in the feed. When yeah. you're talking about like putting 20% or putting your headline as text, overlaying that on your image for the creative, would you also uh, duplicate that in the way as in putting the same headline in the headline bits so it's more bang for the buck or would you how would you sort of do it yeah yeah I, I don't I don't see any um, problem because with that um, it, it might, some people might say well that's a little bit of reputate, reputate, reputation repetition um, repetition yeah. but, and, I, and I know that the next um, part five of, of this series is all about um, looking at results and reading the data and this will come into that but the image the creative does is it does a different thing to what the headline does um, mm. or like all the all the um, or not necessarily the headline but like maybe that first line of, of, of copy um, so um, it's the case of, of just testing it and the thing is like what and that's actually a really good point. What to bear in mind is, is that 
we can't control what image goes with what headline or what piece yeah. of copy. So yeah, you do have to you do have to bear that in mind and make sure that you know you look at all of your pieces, um, your all your creative headlines, and make sure that it does all kind of make sense together. Yeah, as in okay, so if Facebook chooses to show Joe Blogs image A with image C, oh sorry, image A with headline B and text box D, yeah, do they all say the same thing? Yeah. That's what Matt means by that, because we have no we have we have no control over what it pulls and shows mm. people. Mm. Okay. Um okay, well go on. Have you got it? What do you do? I was going to say, like, what that—that's what makes it really interesting when you then look at the data, because that will then inform you of what you need to do next. So, you know, say there's a piece of copy that appears to be doing really well, then you might want to pull out bits of that copy and then put that into your image as a headline, or put it into your actual headline in the ad, um, and kind of just keep creating different iterations depending on what results what results you're getting. Okay. Okay. I think that pretty basically covers off part four. So as a summarize, go on. We didn't talk about up. carousels. Carousels, yeah, the type of ads. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been talking we've... to a dynamic creative as be basically talking about using a static image. Or a video. But, or a video, but multiples of them in the same ad. But the yeah. carousel is a great touch. Yeah, great. So this is again where there's like a bit of a slight downside to dynamic creative is that you can't put a carousel in dynamic creative and you can't duplicate an ad within a dynamic ad within an ad set that's for like because you, you set dynamic creative on in the ad set. So once you've done that, you then can't introduce a carousel unless you create a separate audience. So that's something to, to bear in mind. Because in an ideal world, you would be testing like an image, uh, a video, and a carousel. Like that's kind of what I like to do, just so I've got all kind of like three of the main different types of creative to see what's working. Yeah. But then, you know, starting with just dynamic creative with just videos and just statics, that is absolutely fine you will get results from just doing that and i think it also depends on what what niche what business you're in um because you could argue you know, where carousels really work is for like say um like e-com where there's like multiple different products so you can yeah. like showcase them um so it works well there but like for other things yeah you can like create a carousel that almost like tells a story on like different different cards on the carousel but um you can kind of do that in video and static anyway, yeah so i mean a question i get asked is what do you think works best i think it works for different things like a retargeting ad for e-com especially if it's a dynamic product ad which is called the dpa which is facebook will choose the products based on what someone has already viewed or looked at when you retarget them i like single static images I think it looks good in someone's feed. Um, I think it makes it very easy for someone just to click on the image and click through to where they want to go. Um, I, I don't have anything here to say this one works better. I think our rule of thumb is some things work better for some clients than others. It's always 
completely yeah. new to every client, isn't it? Do you mean then that when you're retargeting a dynamic product ad, rather than it being a carousel of maybe more than one product that they viewed or added to their basket, it just shows one? Is that what you mean? You can do that in a dynamic product ad. I'm sort of I'm sort of saying not so much from retargeting. In my head, I like carousels for retargeting and I like single images for top of funnel. I don't know why. I just seem to I always get seem I always seem to get good results when it's a single image. Do you? Interesting. Because you do more e-com than me, so I don't really do that as much. But when I have, what I've, I mean, maybe I've not really tested it that much, but um with um with one e-com client what we were doing was a carousel at the top and then just that one image that they would have added to their basket at middle for them i don't know yeah. i think my i think my logic for that was that give the show them everything that's available something will stand out and then give them just yeah. one option rather than yeah. show them too many again so then they don't make any act don't take any action yeah no there's that, that's de that's definitely a great way of thinking as well i think with what you've just said well yeah so the carousel could be at the top with the middle of funnel you've taught it taught you you're really going to be looking at higher budgets and more yeah. traffic so what you're saying is matt that let's say let's say the let's say the e-commerce got five products that they're using at the top of funnel for a catalog okay well mm. let's say a candle so they got a candle and they've got five different scents rosemary val lavender whatever yeah so you yeah. give them the choice at the top and they yeah. and they look at lavender they click through to the website now if you collect that retargeting are you saying that you're then going to use are you you're going to use build an audience based on the url that they've gone to which is the lavender candle page uh, no, I would have done it as a dynamic product ad, but rather than Based show a carousel, it just at. yeah, it only it just gives them one thing that they've maybe looked at rather yeah. than. We've gone deep now. I think we need to hold <laughs> it there standard. because I think yeah, I think that's like I think that's yeah. a forty-five minute podcast on when to use retargeting hacks with like DPAs and yeah. URL audiences. I think I think uh, I think the. People who've chosen this podcast to listen to because it says Facebook basics are going to go. Yeah, I'm going to just go into in depth. Yeah, but so we're going to stop there. Value from that. <laughs> yeah, because um, we go into our zone then of like questioning each other and seeing what works, and everyone else can yeah. go, "What the hell?" Okay, um, cool. Well, that's the end of that one. Um, let's get on to yeah, and we will see you all on part five matt thanks for your time great some great thanks little... for having me nick it's always great nice things in there uh part five we're going to talk about we've read that's going to basically be the ad's been running how do we see what's worked um and then you can go away and you can build your ads all right see you on part five bye bye, bye.